Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the PHNX Rising Podcast. It's your Apologies boy. Apologies for your ears. <laughs> it's your boy, Max Simpson. And I'm joined by a man who I'm just so, so proud of. He did so well on Saturday with those transitions, with the reads, with the disclaimers. You know, really, you just hope that you impart the wisdom that you carry every day and someone who's just watching along, waiting in the wings, the apprentice. He hasn't become the master, but he did a damn good job. Mr. Owen Evans, how are you feeling today? Max, have you ever considered that you might need to try and get a new partnership here for hearing aids if you're going to launch off the show doing that <laughs> screeching to people's ears? Okay. That's, that's fair. That's that fair. was that was uh, something. Wow. Oh no. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Oh no, Luis, don't encourage him. Yeah, buddy. Don't encourage him. Oh, we love it. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> no yeah, absolutely. He, he did his best impression. He did a very good job, but we are not I here. I didn't pat myself on the back after a transition as well. That's I fair. feel like that well, is it. We're not so, here yeah. to just talk about ad transitions as much as Owen hold would on, like to. On. Owen just patted himself on the back for not patting himself I know, on the back. I know. Max Whoa. is rubbing off on me, unfortunately. And I, I, and I also to. then just patted him on the shoulder. He did pat me on the shoulder in a patch We're going to have to age restrict this if there's any more patting or rubbing going on. So That's, This is oh, fair. Man. We will have to put a, a parental advisory uh, thing. But we're not here just to talk about ad transitions <laughs> and uh, all that stuff as much as Owen likes you. We have a match to further breakdown. That do. is right. Phoenix, Actual football talks coming up. Yeah. Phoenix Rising defeated Hartford Athletic 3 one in a contest that well i'll say this the results sorely needed sorely yeah. needed that was performance oh, yeah. sorely needed oh yeah oh yeah that was the most shots that rising have taken in a game yeah i mean we're so... we're talking we're talking that they had more shots on target than hartford had total it was one of those games where Right, you really could have seen it kind of open up even more than just the three goals scored. Uh, Danny Trejo scoring early, the earliest goal of Rising's season thus far that they have scored. And really, from that point, it's like, man, game on. Put the pressure on, just keep them going. And I mean, I know I heard you guys talk about it in the, the post-game show, and it's something that, I don't know, you just felt that the energy really picked up in the first half. They were off to a much faster start than seemingly a lot of other matches. You get that early goal. That's been the recipe for Phoenix Rising mm -hmm. success for years, mm -hmm. okay? Um, it's kind of how they do things. When you get that early goal, you break through early, you force your opponent to try in some ways to take that game to you. Yeah. They don't get to sit back. That's actually something I think that is even more important now as you look at Rising as a team that likes to possess the ball, mm -hmm. as a team that are going to... Um, you know, pass it around a lot. You're going to see teams sit back. You're going to see teams willing to absorb that pressure, willing to kind of let you pass the ball around. As we've seen so many times, rising struggle sometimes to turn that possession into chances. But when you score early, you force them to open up a little bit. You force them to try and bring the attacks themselves as well. And sometimes that will leave those gaps open. Sometimes that will leave those opportunities that you can exploit. And that is why Rising, even back before they were a big possession-based team, they had such success with getting those early goals and forcing the opponents to actually try and bring the game to them, which only adds normally to what Rising's success is. Now, in this case, it changed a little bit. Of course, Rising couldn't get another mm -hmm. goal in the first half. They do concede that penalty, yeah. as Luis points out in the chat. Um, and at the end of the day, then, it, it's it's kind of back to square one in the second half. Sure. But when you have a guy like Carlos Harvey taking the advantage of a bad error in the midfield uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that ultimately lets him break away, yeah. um, 
you suddenly you're back on top again and yeah it's good i think should we have a little listen actually to juan after that game and we, we'd heard just i mean we knew how bad that performance was in tampa bay mm-hmm. i asked him what was the main improvement versus that tampa bay game let's have a listen to what he had to say oh and tonight was a high-risk game and i wanted to call it a high-risk game because we're coming off of a of a performance that was not what we wanted in tampa we put a team a, a, what happened in Tampa is not the reflection of what we want to be. And the players know it and they feel it. I told you during the week is for us, we want to make sure that we can get back, that we can win. We want to be as high as we can on the table, but we also want to make sure that we can give back to the people that we represent. And when you don't win and you don't put together good performances, it's like you're letting people down. And when that happens, the team really, really feels it and they get affected by it. So it was important for me to see how they were going to react from last week and we pushed them and I told you and we showed them the things that were doing well but we also showed them we were very critical of the things that were not doing well and that had to improve and that was on the final third more aggressiveness more more runs in the box more 1v1 situations more combinations crosses in the box that end up in in, in chances in the in the opponent's half and and also getting doubles and more shots so I I want to see the numbers when I get to the to the locker room. Um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm already thinking of, of next week, of Orange County. But I definitely saw an improvement, not just from next week, but but also in the on the trends that we want to keep improving. Now we, like I said to you, it's when we win, we don't slow down. When we, we when we win, we push harder. So I hope the boys are ready because we're going to keep pushing them. I mean, I think the resounding theme that we kept on hearing from that is. It really is about not just pushing forward from a morality or a team sense, but it's very much pushing forward in the attack, getting shots, and really pressuring that final third. Something that we've been clamoring for this team to do week over week, putting meaningful possession in and not just the veiled stat of, oh, cool, we dominated possession. What areas of the field are they dominating in it? They dominated in the you know a bit more in the attacking third and the shots followed something that two things really haven't seen them as much on a consistent basis this season indeed we, we've seen this team kind of get into the final third and not really know what to do we've mm-hmm. seen them pass the ball around they end up passing it back out they don't really penetrate really they don't really build those chances and, and that's a mixture of things i think it, it comes down to sometimes a a lack of creativity in moments mm-hmm. it comes down to a lack of positioning on times from the forward i think that we actually saw in this game we saw manuel artiaga get involved but he didn't necessarily get involved as a the guy who's looking for the goals i think when he gets his goal it comes off a cross and it's yep. uh right place uh, right from, from a set piece right. really yeah. and it, it's yeah, it's right place, right, right, place, right, right time. time. That's where he but lives. in that moment, he, it's, he wasn't camping in those kind of positions throughout the game. Yeah. Um, but he, it didn't mean that he didn't get involved. He got involved in the initial uh, goal. Yeah. He, he sets a little flick on there for Danny Trejo to to chase on. And, and I know that we will, I'm sure, if we start talking about Manuel Atiaga, the chat will start having <laughs> chat thoughts. Loves, loves Some that. people love yeah. him. Some people do not love him at all. <laughs> um more people, I think, tend to lean towards the latter than the former. So. But he did make some contributions in that one. I will say, though, if we're talking about the final thirds, we should probably have a look at the possession map and look mm-hmm. at exactly where Rising was possessing the ball. I think there's something we've seen in the past as you look at this. Now, I'll read out the numbers for those of you who don't have the benefit of seeing it in front of you. Um, in Rising's third of the field... 22.5% of the possession. The middle third of the field, 52% of the possession. The away third, so that is rising on the attack, where they are attacking the goal they're going after, 25.5% of the uh, possession. Mm-hmm. We have seen so often, I think, in Rising's games in, in recent weeks, whereby they're so slow building up out of the back, mm-hmm. that actually that Rising third is shooting up. Mm-hmm. And so they're having the high percentage of possession, yes, but they're not having it in dangerous areas. And when they do get it in dangerous areas, they don't really know what to do with it. But in this case, they actually are building up more, I think, into the midfield, more into that uh, opposition third. Uh, and to me, that's a good sign. It's a good sign to see that number yeah. increasing. Um, and it's a good sign of just how rising are kind of taking that possession, which could just be 
boring, boring, pass the ball around, uh, knock it around in your own half, knock it around around the halfway line, not really go anywhere with it. And they're starting to turn it into chances more, at least in that last game. No, certainly. And I think the, the big thing that we haven't really seen from other matches, right, we keep on saying it, the possession is there, right? 65.8% possession for rising in this match. But the way that it's spread out in other matches is traditionally very much deeper. And again, the shots aren't coming along with it. I think this match, he really showed it was a nice pairing of there's more possession off the pitch. The shots followed. But the thing, too, is it wasn't just veiled shots of, hey, you know, you're trying to keep the defense honest and maybe you're just trying to, um, you know, put something on frame. They were legitimate chances. Um, and actually, you know, let's th- let's throw to the shot map while we got it is we have the shot map for rising. And I will Sean say, but by, by, by the way, just to kind of put this in perspective, yeah. for those of you who can see it, Hartford is shooting in the goal on the left hand side, yes. rising on the right hand side. You can probably guess by the number of shots. Um, <laughs> that one off shot there. There's one in the middle. Um, that, and, uh, that's a that's a that, shot. That's, that's a shot. Been taken from the own half <laughs> and has gone to practically the corner flag. Opta called it a shot. I don't know. Opta, that is Opta not drunk. my categorization. That is Opta. You can blame Opta if you don't like Opta, it. Opta drunk. But you can see here. So the green shots are mm. shots on target. The red shots are shots off target. The blue shots are shots that are blocked mm. on the way to the goal. Look at the number of shots that Rising are taking. Look at the number that they're taking as well from inside the penalty I love that. area. I love that too. And it's also like not just inside the penalty angle or area. Those are good angles. I mean, those are ones where, yes, you know, granted the ones that are in the center of the 18 are getting blocked, but it's ones where they're not just kind of stringent ones that are on the edge of it. They are in the middle. They are, you know, kind of close to the six yard box, a big cluster there. The fact that like we can't even differentiate in kind of those two clusters um, near the six one, and near, two, and near three, the 18, four, five, who's six, who? seven, that's massive. eight, mm-hmm. definitely inside the I, I mean, area that, but and that, a handful that, of others that are like borderline. That goes to show that like you're seeing from what you can see, it's a bunch of different numbers in there in that, a lot of different players were crowding that area and getting those good shots off. I mean, you can go anywhere from the free kick in within the first five minutes, the goals, like everything that was taken was very much a deliberate effort to get inside that box. And it matches up well with the possession being taken. When you have 25% of your possession in that final third, and this is what's resulting from it, that's fantastic. That's a good day at the office there. Indeed. I mean, as we've said, look, rising attempt, 19 shots in the game. That is their highest total in a single match in the league mm-hmm. this season. That's huge. If you are taking that many shots, if you are putting that many balls on goal, I mean, again, how many How many was it on target? Eight, I think, was it on target? Shots on there. Yeah, shots on target, eight. Shots on okay. target, yep. If you have eight mm-hmm. shots on target, I think the goalkeeper in this case puts in a good shift mm-hmm. for Hartford. But you're asking questions of him, and that's the biggest thing that you can do. We've said this all along, I think, that you are, you you know, to an extent, right, you've got to ask questions of the goalkeeper. Not all of them are going to be particularly challenging. They will make saves, okay? This is going to happen. However, if you're not even asking the question... You're not going to score goals. No goalkeeper is saving every shot. No. But you've got to put them on target. You've got to threaten his goal. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, again, it's just meaningless possession. We've seen that in so many games so far. This last game, that wasn't the case. I mean, I think it's something where, again, you want to come in with this mentality, with the offensive threat, with that possession of final third, with the shots that they had in any match, but especially one where you know the opponent, where you hear one say, this was a game where we really went out on a limb, where we put the pressure on them, and it's something where we took a chance against this team that has such a poor goal differential who bleeds goals. Um, It's something where you want to take it to them and say, hey, if you're going to get any sort of result on us, it's going to be either on a counter and or your keepers standing on his head. And like to your point, there for most keepers and most teams in this world, the number of shots that Rising has in that situation, the number of good quality chances, there's only so many you are able to defend before finally the, the cracks in the wall break and everything, you know, the water comes rushing through. I guess that's more of a dam than a wall, but you get the idea. There's only so much you can do at that point. Something else to point out. We've spoken in the past, I think, about Rising, getting the ball into the final third and not doing a lot with it. Mm-hmm. If we look at the final third entries, I'll take the second half as a perfect example, actually, just to talk you through this one. Rising have 34 final third entries. Uh, Hartford have 19 in that mm-hmm. case, okay? Mm-hmm. So what you have is Rising getting you know, close to two-thirds of the final third entries. Mm -hmm. Rising take 12 shots. Hartford take two. 
Yeah. Now we need to talk about, I think, the the defensive stoutness as well that restricts a team that enters the final third nineteen times to only oh. two shots, yeah. one on target. That I didn't think was a particularly great yeah. um, effort either, really. And I mean, Rocco as well with it. Um, we, we need to talk about that a little bit as well because I think that defensively, Rising also was switched on. And yes, it's Hartford. Okay, they may not be the most threatening team in the league. Mm-hmm. They are struggling in the Eastern Conference for a reason. If it wasn't for Detroit City being quite as atrocious as they are, yeah. I think that Hartford Athletic would be far and away probably. Well, you can make a case that they're the worst team in the league. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can make a case that they're the worst yeah. team in the league anyway. Certainly. Um, in fact, Rising and Harvard are the only teams, I believe, that have yet to keep a clean sheet in league play. Which, which that trend continues with the penalty being issued. It but is, it, but it, it was, one it from, was, it was a, not from open play, though. That's the it thing. It was not from open yeah. play, although I will say this. It's a bad, bad error to make. You need to be smarter in moments like that. When you are getting beaten, you don't stick an arm out. You yeah. do not get yourself into those positions where you are asking a guy like JJ Belinsky to point to the spot in those yeah. moments. That is not helpful for anyone. It's not helpful for the team. Yeah. Um, but... I think now we've gotten that defensive bit out of the way. There was something else you wanted to actually kind of say about the the attack, wasn't it? Something else that you wanted to draw a bit of attention to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it goes along with what we're saying with the possession, with the shots. It really did come into the play with the crossing. That this team, when you look at the crossing, you'll see on the map right here how the green were the successful crosses in, the red were the ones that did not find the target. Rising really varied the type of crosses that they brought in. You saw a bit against um, the Rowdies how they had much more crossing than we've seen in previous games, but they weren't really finding the mark. And there were some that what we asked for, we wanted a bit more variance in terms of the level of crosses. Not everything needs to be you dribble down to the end line, cross the ball in and go from there. While that can be effective, uh, knowing especially that Rising likes to play with wingbacks, who have speed after a while, if that's the only type of crossing threat that you are going to put into the mix, it's easy to defend after a while, especially when a lot of them are driven on the ground, you crowd up the six yard box and at box and as a defense, you're able to stick a leg out, clear that ball versus in this match. When you're looking at that path at that cross map, a lot of these are from deep outside of like the 18 yard box boundary deep, you know, a little bit towards the corner with some of the corner kicks kind of on along the 18-yard box and along the six-yard box if you draw that line out there. This is something that we have been wanting for this team because knowing they have a lot, they have height up front, knowing that they do want to incorporate the creative playmakers, this was massive for them that they really differentiated that approach. It was. I mean, Rising still struggle a little bit with the aerial duels, okay, mm-hmm. in this case, and that kind of plays into sometimes how you, how you get out of those crosses, what you're going to get out of them. I mean, Rising won. 44% of the area yeah. jewels. So, so Hartford had the edge in that case. But yes, I mean, you have to show more variation. You have to show more. Um, I, I think it's just putting a lot of things together in Rising's attack and trying yeah. to work out, right, you've got the talent there. You've got the different players that can kind of do some of these different things. Are you going to put them out there and try and get them to just be creative, just take chances? Yeah. I think that's something else as well is that sometimes, and this can be a case, I think, with possession football. It can be a drawback of possession yeah. football. Is that often, I, I mean, if you speak to some people, they say that possession football is the most negative football you can play because it's fundamentally about not really taking risks. You, yeah. can't, you can't concede if you don't give the ball away. But I will say this you've just not got to fall back into that pattern of just, I care about keeping the ball. Sometimes, especially in that final third, you have to be willing to take risks. You have to be willing to give up the ball potentially because you are putting balls in, because you are trying to take those chances and trying to see if you can get a teammate on the end of it. Because if you don't take those chances, if you play safety first, you will give the ball up. You'll give it up in a worse way and you'll give it up in a way that does not create anything. We've seen that sometimes with players as well where they'll dribble sometimes in to effectively a brick wall because they're indecisive. They're not really thinking about it. Uh, and then all they're going to do is they're either going to ultimately pass it back, which kind of snuffs out the immediate attacking threat, mm. or they're going to run into a brick wall that does nothing and they give the ball away and suddenly you've got a counter going the other way. I yeah. mean, if you are taking more measured risks, you're, you're thinking about how you're going to play the ball into your forwards, you are taking those opportunities. That's how you're going to create chances. That's how you're going to catch the opposition out off guard slightly. Um, you won't do it just by being too, too slow in the buildup and too, too ponderous in the buildup. You know, I think, it, I think, and I think this all kind of leads back to me is we have seen a bit of Jekyll and Hyde with this team. Certainly not picture esque performances when they're at home. Certainly not 
completely flawed performances when they're on the road. But it is it's understandable. You play better at home. You have that support. They're unbeaten at home. Right. This under, season. Right. This is something where I'm very curious how they're able to take these types of performances. Uh, yes, albeit against a poor team. And really bring this type of energy, this pressing, these variation of crosses, the different types of shots, everything that we're talking about when they're on the road, because it's something that regardless of what form Rising's in, regardless of what form the other team is in, it takes them a while to kind of wake up and really do their thing. Granted, this is a very quick start for them, and that's encouraging. But I, I just, I mean, is it something where it's as simple as rising our way from home and that's where the variance is? Or is there something more to this that we can look ahead to for Orange County? It's a good question. Um, I, I think that a part of it does come down to, it's not necessarily just the home field advantage. Mm -hmm. um, I think getting on the board early really helps this team. Um, I think we saw that. I think we saw, again, it was, it was the earliest goal that Rising have scored all season. Danny Trejo's goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that does change things a lot. Sure. Um, when you're coming up against weaker opposition, which they will be, and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit more later on in the show, um, I, I think that taking the game to them in that kind of a way, making sure that you can take your chances early, that you can force them to open up, that you can deny them the ability to play a negative play style that mm -hmm. will be looking to nullify your possession-based football and yeah. just catch you on the break. Forcing them to actually open up and try and play out, I think is going to be the key here. And I think part of that is, much as Rising did in this game, pushing early, looking for that early goal, trying to ca uh, capitalize on that, and then seeing where things go from there. Now, Rising probably should have added a couple more, I think, in the first half. They had the chances to do so. They didn't. Okay, they could have done it. They had a lot of the ball. They had a couple of opportunities where, I mean, there was one at least where I will be fair and say the save is made. You look at it and say, I'm not sure what else you could have done in that opportunity, in that uh, chance. I believe it was a Fede Varela mm -hmm. header. Okay, tipped over the bar by the goalkeeper. You put your hands up and say, good move. Sure. You've taken your chance. The keeper's made a good save. Right. You move on. Um but I think if Rising could have gotten a couple of extra goals in that one, maybe they'd have just completely switched into another gear, I think, because Hartford get the lifeline from the penalty, but they could, at that point, have already been a couple of goals down. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've seen this team leave a couple goals on the table, you know, certainly, right, the, the one, uh, you know, San Diego Loyal at home comes to mind. So those types of periods where you're having those 15, 20 minute spells of stain pressure of shots. And then the other team scores sometimes seemingly out of nowhere, but that is the game changer. We're happy and fortunate that it wasn't the case on Saturday. Um, but no, I think it's something it's really to look for to continue early. It is no secret that goals change games. We saw it happen against Tampa Bay. Rowdy is when that's, the, a, that's a line that I haven't heard for a while. It does. Ew. Am I wrong though? Remember back I, I love the cliches. That, like I every love, other week. I love the cliche. No, but on, on the real, year. like no, it's it's fair. Goals change games. I know. I know. It's, it's true. true. Like we're not wrong. It's Listen, true, but I, it's also I, like I, the, I like to I like to say you got to shoot in order to score, and then when you score. Goals shoot, do chance games. It's true, though. Like, listen. Yeah, you know, goals do. That's how you count the winner, Max. Okay. Well, anyway, guy, what I'm saying is we saw we saw the momentum completely skewed and Rising was never really able to get out of it when yeah. Tampa Bay scored. And you saw the inverse happen with Rising. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's where the difference maker can be, especially Danny Trejo, you know, within that form, getting the start there. It's something that's encouraging. So... Like I said, goals change games. But you know what else changed games? It's our friends at Circle K. They are certified. He's game back. Game changers. Adamant is back. Oh, man. We love that they do that because they have all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, let's go. We got all the great stuff at Circle K. Of course, text PHNX to 31310 for BOGO Polar Pops. Again, PHNX 31310 for buy one, get one free. Polar Pops. Oh, I could have done with one of them earlier out in the sun. That's understandable. Could have done with one out at the... Yeah. Uh, Clinic yeah. that Rising were putting on. Especially, especially today, nice, uh, yes. yeah, especially nice before a uh, home game, before you go uh, to a away game watch party or whatever. It's hot out. It's, it's gonna getting be triple, very hot. It's going to be triple digits, there. folks. Cool down with a nice Polar Pop. Of course, they got all the snacks, the fuel, all that good stuff. But like on the real Polar Pops, I'm double fisting with, uh, you know, whatever kind of drinks that they have there. Nice. What, uh, what nice are you choosing? What are you choosing? Yeah, usually, I'm actually a Powerade guy. You're a Powerade guy. Like the Powerade guy. guy, they got the... Um, 
fruit the fruit punch is, is a classic they got the um oh, tropical mango is actually my go-to is a good go-to yeah. but yeah. all those are good ones check out circle k our friends there they got you covered and you know while you're at circle k you can also pick up a delicious four peaks beverage you know you can take one out the tower i'll be like oprah you get a four peaks you get a four peaks you get a four peaks uh i won't do that because we uh, respect the integrity of the tower but if you want to enjoy some four peaks you guys know where to get them check them out at four peaks um at four peaks brew on instagram uh you know they got all the beers they got the kill lifters the wow we it's the hazy ipas all that good jazz you've been drinking the sun's brew r.i.p sun's unfortunate if you want to keep the sun's memory uh, alive as they I'm not sure for, why you'd want to after that I don't last know. game. I mean, new beginning? I don't, I don't know. New maybe beginning, maybe. Just trying to keep you. Just in. do what I did. Just have a wow after a rising win. That's, That's what I did when I got home. Yeah, that there you go. I respect that. Go. Well, yeah, enjoy Four Peaks. You know where to get them. All that good jazz. Thank you guys for enjoying responsibly. Of course, you must be 21 years or older to do so. All right, Mr. Owen Evans. You know, Albert does bring up the question in the chat. Does this team get a shutout in either of its next two at OC, then home against Lights? Well, that's a fantastic transition because, man, we uh, it's going to be an important couple two matches. I'll say that. We got three. We put in the thumbnail. We got six more to go. We do. Yeah, six more I, points. I, I think this is way. a key thing here. <laughs> now, Juan actually said before the Tampa Bay game that he was looking at this kind of Block of four games is a really critical one for the team. <laughs> now, I did ask him how many points would be a success, and of course he didn't answer that one. There's as no coach will. I mean, no sure. coach will give yeah. you a flat answer on, on what's a success. But I think that what we've seen here, rising shot against Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay came out and we even saw them on the weekend. They're actually a better side than I think some of their early performances let on. Um, when you look at... The next few games, though, when you look at Hartford, you're looking at bad teams. You're yeah. looking at Orange County sitting in last in the West. You're looking at Las Vegas Lights sitting in next to last in yeah. the West. Okay? This is the kind of moment whereby I think what you need to do is really, really look for Rising to kick on. They've mm -hmm. they've struggled at times. Um, they had a tough start to the season. They had a tough schedule. We said this. It was always going to be difficult for them when you're playing San, uh, San Antonio, San Diego, mm -hmm. San Diego again, when you're playing Charleston, who put in a really good start to the season. You're playing some of these other teams that are perennial challenge, well, either perennial challengers or teams that are kind of surprising people they're, this year with how well they're, they're doing. They're kind of certified at this point in the season. They seem to are. Yeah, yeah. You're not playing the the real weak links of this league. Yeah. That's not what Phoenix so Rising was Sunday lucky. Soccer, Rising no. was not lucky enough to start off with a schedule like that. But they do now have that block of teams. They are now playing those kind of teams that are a struggle. To me, looking at this, anything less than six points, barring some absolutely insane mitigating factor, is not good enough. I think Rising has to yeah. win these next two games. I think that Rising, having won the last game now, can kick on, make it three wins in a row against weaker opposition. And I understand people will tell you, well, all the teams in this league are capable of putting off a result on their day. That's true. That's true. But for Phoenix Rising to show that they have made serious progress, to show that they are really buying into the system that Juan is implementing, they have to go out there and get results against teams like Orange County, like Las Vegas, especially at home against Las Vegas. I don't want to hear excuses about that game. Okay, it's a dollar beer night. You'll have a lot of people there that night. That will be a big celebration in a lot of ways for this club. They need to go out there and put on a performance that matches that. So to me, Vegas, I don't want to hear any excuses for not getting three points in that game. Orange County, I think it's a... Uh, another game I know it's away from home right but it's a team that has struggled that has already in this early stage of the season parted ways with their coach they fired their coach a couple of weeks ago if you can't go there and get a result then I I'm not sure what you're doing okay this team should be in the playoffs to be in the playoffs they need to get results against teams like this Mic drop, dude. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, like, no, no lies detected there. It's something where to just really illustrate the gravity of how poor that these next two teams they're playing are. Let's call it what it is. Las Vegas Lights. We'll, we'll go chronological. Orange County. 
bottom of bottom of the west like you mentioned las vegas lights second to the bottom from the west they know good teams both teams are in single digit points they're on six points the next closest team rgv is almost double their point total and and they've played one less game they played in the west by far they played one less game than orange county they have so they have the worst goal differential orange county in the West, they have the worst because goals allowed one game all in the season. West. Like, it's something where you have to get six points from these matches. I do not care how Rising has fared away from home, how, yes, they've eked out a win, they've eked out some draws, but, like, you need to take three points there against a club in shambles. Has no real direction. I mean, like, to your point, they already, they already they stacked their manager. They coach already. What are we doing? What are we What's doing? What's the plan over there? Like, there's nothing. I, mean, I thought that was bizarre. I thought that was bizarre in the moment that it happened because I don't understand why you get him the offseason to then let him have, what, seven or eight games is what they gave him people, people, this year. People talk about the lack why of... Why give him the offseason if you're only going to give him the, that la- The lack of cohesion at times within Rising's attack or, oh, they question, you know, the system or what, what this club is building. And, like, you know what? You're allowed to ask those questions. We get that. There have been times where it's been, you know, poor showings. But at least you're not sacking your manager, what, seven matches into the season after an entire offseason. Like, they're, they're playing a team who has zero direction, who doesn't have anything. I mean, we thought Hartford was listless. I mean, shoot, man, this this is this is worse in my eyes. Like, you I, gotta I don't take, know what they're currently this. trying to do in Orange County. I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. But I will say this, and I'll say this as well. Okay, we mentioned the fact that it's going to be a party for Vegas. I know there's going to be a number of Rising fans making the trip over there for the Orange County sure. game. You've got to give them a performance, okay? Yeah. Those people are traveling out on the road. Look, I can't give you an exact number. I believe it's going to be, uh, there will be a block there in the the stand facing. Um, they're not going to take over a full block. It's not like the Western Conference final, right? I get that. That right. was that was something completely else um, when they went there and took over all that space but there will be fans traveling away from home to go and see this game give them a performance okay it's one of the closer games you know that you will always get rising fans going over there much like you get them in san diego they didn't feel like they showed up correctly in the san diego game now for orange county make amends for that you're showing it for the traveling support they're making that trip over there Go and leave it all out yeah. on the field. You're playing a bad team. Yeah. You are playing, again, a bad team. Orange County are not good. Las Vegas Lights are not good. They have some good players, yes, but they are not good teams. You have to go out there and show you can get it done against these squads. Orange County last won one calendar month ago, April yeah, 15th, bad. against Indy 11, 1-0 at home. They are bad they are bad bad the only other game they've won this year is against capo fc from Swa- san in the, juan capistrano in the open cup in the open cup okay an amateur team it's the only other game they've mm. won all year they are not good so here we go chat i want to know what you're thinking because i'm saying six points or bad that's, that's not good enough six if you don't get six it's six points or bust to me these next couple of games um I want to know, chat. are you thinking the same? Do you think it has to be a 100% record over these next two games? Um, what, what would you be willing to accept? I don't... Okay? I, 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 think, I think the interesting thing about this entire conversation is we have... A, I mean, you know, we, we know Light's track record or lack thereof over the season. Orange County, like we said, they have taken a plummet from grace uh, in previous seasons. But regardless... I've been awful since in, winning the title. In, previ- in previous seasons... If Rising were to come up against two teams, call it in, you know, in the bottom two, bottom handful, whatever, in the West, you wouldn't even hesitate. No. Six of six. No. And this is something where, you know, as the team is finding their way, you have to adjust expectations. And it's it's a delicate dance. We get that. You can't be saying Rising, the expectation every match is to win. These are not the days of old. It's a different roster, different right. lineup. But I'm, I'm tolerant. I'm rest. tolerant when this, this team... This is, this is something there is no exception. No. There is no exception. No. You have to take six of six. Or I'm it is an abject failure. I'm tolerant when this team travels away from home and play borderline playoff teams. I get that. Sure. Those games are difficult. This is not you get it. dogged down in this them. These it. are not that. These are not those teams, right? right now they are not playing like that they do not look like that mm-hmm. they are not good okay there there are no excuses 
Six points, please. Thank you. And I and you know, chat, shout out on you for resing Mikey. Six of six. D goalie, gotta get six. Albert, six or bust. Ben I mean, the entire Uber, chat is agreeing on this one. Next two games. I think what no you're excuses. looking at, again, what you're looking at here is if you want that endorsement in the way that Juan wants to play, mm-hmm. you want to see a team that is going to challenge for, I think, a, a, a well-seeded playoff spot. I'm not saying that they should be in the top four even. Yeah. Okay? I think this is a transition year. It takes time. It takes time. It but in this league, with the backing that Rising get and the kind of a destination that Rising is, you have to be challenging for a decent playoff seeding. And uh, to me, not winning both games against Las Vegas Lights and Orange County, both of which are bad teams, that's a real problem. Especially knowing that Rising, a lot of the teams ahead of them in the table, they do have a game in hand on a good crop of those teams. And it's, listen, it's tighter in the West. Those two, you take six points. Those two wins, of course, depending on how it goes with other um, other matches, you really can vault into the middle of the pack within the West. This is something that it's not, you know, taken for granted. I mean, Rising in eighth, Monterey Bay, they're even... Well, they're Vegas e- haven't even won a game yet. This yeah. season in in the league, Just they haven't even won a game, draws, man. Oh god, they got six draws. No, yeah. no. I mean, these goal differentials for these teams they're playing are are horrid. I mean, they're they they have a combined goal differential of minus fourteen. Like yeah, it's not bad. good. It's not good. They're bad teams. It's not good. Ri- rising, this is an opportunity for them to capitalize ahead of them on the table. They have Monterey Bay even on points. Only difference is goal differential. Oakland Roots, only one point ahead. Colorado Switchbacks, only three points ahead. Everyone else at the above the table, you bust out those two wins, go on a run. We're talking, like, listen, top out of the table is by no means unachievable. I'm not expecting that the run is going to continue beyond those two to a degree. They've got some difficult games, okay? Pittsburgh away is not an easy match, but that is why you have to get these points in the bank now. You have to get them in the bank against teams like this because that means then when you go away, you play teams like Pittsburgh, you play those teams that you are going to struggle against, you've got... Difficult teams coming into the valley as well. You look down the line, you know, Louisville's going to be coming into the valley. You look down the line, you have Memphis coming into the valley. Teams that have done things in recent years, okay? Yeah. Teams that can be a challenge. When when you're coming up against those teams then, you're in an easier position, okay? Because you've banked the easy points. That's something that I think even at times Rising yeah. struggled with last season, and that sunk them at times. You didn't bank the easy points. And so you go into some of those tough games and feel like, well, we've got to get something now. And they were not getting those results because they weren't good enough to get those results. Yeah, but, it, but the, the issue, it will almost compound in the sense that if Rising wins these two matches, they take six points. We understand that the stretch afterwards, it's going to be a tough stretch of matches. But my word, the confidence that you'll have going into it, I don't care. I don't care. It opens six up points, the possibility. Six, six, points, you get six points. It's something that it can galvanize a team and keep them going forward. You drop a match, dare I say, you even lose one or whatever that looks like. I will give this team credit. They have been flat on the mat. They have been knocked down. And they, they get back they, up again. They rarely have. I have not seen them have two. Mm, yeah, it depends on the match, but two really full 90-minute stretches of just disastrous performances back-to-back. They do pick it up. But, I mean, you're talking, if they drop points in one of these matches, again, especially a loss, you make it worse. There's, please, Devin's point, please, no red cards against OCI Beg. I hear you right there. If they then uh, stumble from that, it's something that, man, you go into that stretch knowing how tough it is, lacking confidence, lacking the results, that is a slippery slope that can go so far beyond just who's in front of you. It can it can spiral a bit. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get all slippery slope here, but this is why these He's games it, come, a bit of slippery it comes slope, down yeah. to no, but it comes down to a microcosm of you win the matches you're supposed to. It can absolutely chart your course for going ahead. You lose those or you drop points in a uh, significant manner. Dude, it can be a tough one. That can be it a can. very tough stretch beyond the matches that are coming up. It's hard then it's to, a, it's, to it's recover. It's momentum. It's momentum it's is what we're recover. talking about. Yeah, it's hard to recover when you get into a bad spell of, of momentum there. Yeah, no, I agree. Completely agree with you. Yeah, it is. I mean, but it's also very tough to recover after you have and ingested some really poor edibles. 
But you know who doesn't have poor oh edibles? My God. It's our friends at OG's Brands. OG's Brands, he ain't got Brand no thinks he's just seen a goal right there. edibles or any things that you have to really come back from and say, man, I got to get picked up off the mat from that horrible edible I tasted. Not with our friends at OG's. No, no, no. They have delicious edibles. They have the fruits they, which come with the watermelon and the apple and all that great stuff. And then they have the creams, which is the blackberries and cream the orange cream skull and of course the peaches and cream again Can I Snoop just shout out, by the way yeah okay. by the way I, I feel the need to shout yeah. this out he's not even looking at notes right now no, i don't need he to. knows all of this it's this guy here. knows this product it's right here. here it's just the little you know it's the product it's, it's maybe a comment it's, it's about a, max and what he does in his spare it's, it's time a baby maybe it's a dog but you know may, either may way or may not consume a fair number of ogs uh, I, oh i i yes I, he I, does indeed i was i listen to the he enjoys his i heard what he enjoys anyway but yes of course uh you know i'm gonna be enjoying the peaches and cream the new uh cream edition that they have all bundled up you know snoop dogg approved and of course dropping june 21st first day of summer is the pink lemonade boom boom they had a pina colada last year pink lemonade this year my guys so if you guys want to get in on it check out ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com or find them at ogs brands on instagram to find them a dispensary near you again you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly you know you also got to be 21 years or older to enjoy valley Tap room. room. Uh, Owen, are we... I'll probably swing around tomorrow. Are you swing around tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be there tomorrow. Let's go. We're going to be there. <laughs> Devin Max big. <laughs> Shane is producing, so I got to be careful with the with <laughs> the, baby, the baby mentions with this guy. Uh, I don't think we have a baby. I, I did. Anyway. I was I was, I was, uh, I was carrying the baby. In the, I, don't yeah. I don't think there's a baby uh, sound effect, so I think you're good on you. Okay, thank you. That That's very good to hear. Um, but yeah, we will be at uh, Valley Tap Room tomorrow at 6.30. Come by for trivia, and I hear you, if you uh, go there, Owen will buy you a beer. No, Max is going to buy you a beer. Okay, see, I, I don't It was want... confirmed on the Saturday show. I was not... I, well, I wasn't there, though. I mean, you were trying to sent you. Uh, you... Anyway, come by... <laughs> yes, Devin, yes. Trivia night. Trivia night. Trivia night. We, we took second last good time. Good time. Good time. Good time. And there are a couple of the questions one... ad-themed. I, I was going to say, guy, I'll answer the one. This guy on the ad-themed question. You questions. need a ringer. You need a ringer sometimes. Join us at Valley Tap Room um, at the 202 in Gilbert and follow them at Valley Tap Room for all the great stuff they have going on. Again, as you know, the trivia, all that jazz, happy hour every day this week. Uh, wine, they have wine specials on Wednesday, 35% off all wine bottles, live music on Friday. Everything is good stuff. Join us at Valley Taproom tomorrow. We will see you guys there. Adman's getting banned. We need we need ban ad every time for we need ban ad man a show at a time for every point rising jobs versus OC in Vegas. Well, so you're saying they don't drop any points, they take all six. I'm not banned. I like that. Max, Ma- I mean, Max, you're still going on vacation after that, aren't you? No, no. We're getting a break from this guy. You're, you're going to... Leave you, a like. We're getting a break oh, from no, this no, guy. No, no, no. This is a spoiler. Spoiler. It's, it's coming. Don't don't you worry. It's a... You know, I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not doing a vacation, by the way. It's a... It's a I'm doing... I'm doing... I'm, sp- I'm spreading the gospel of PHNX Rising He's doing his abroad. scouting trip in I, South America. Yeah. He's trying to find more Venezuelans for Juan to sign. Not going to Venezuela, yeah, but that's, yeah. that's a fair shout. But... Uh, Should we have a look around the USL? Yeah, just, Should we have a look around the USL? Do you want me to read out that. the scores from the weekend's action yeah, uh, in the USL? Can we dox Max and get, get the exact address of where he's going? So people I'm sure we can. Make sure to follow along on Twitter as I'll be bringing you the Max, Max Simpson will be staying files. at exactly redacted. If you, can find me, if you can find me there, I'll buy you a beer happily. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me read through the scores. <laughs> I will bring you what happened on the weekend. USL Championship. On Saturday, in, May in the, in the sultry, dulcet tones, Little Mr. City Owen Evans. three, Miami FC one, Ooh. Pittsburgh Riverhounds two, Birmingham Legion one, spicy, Charleston Battery nil, San Antonio FC seven, battery more like a battering, Tampa Bay Rowdies five, Detroit City one, Tampa Bay got rowdy, Memphis nine oh one two, Colorado Springs Switchbacks one, nine oh one more like nine one one call them. Please, please just <laughs> cut his mic. Uh, New Mexico United 2, Monterey Bay FC 1, El Paso Locomotive 1, Loudoun United 0. Sacramento Republic 3, Indy 11 1, San Diego Loyal 2, RGV 3, mm. Las Vegas Lights 1, FC Tulsa 1, Lights out. and Oakland Roots 3, Orange County Nil. Keep her rooted in that shadow. 
So uh, that means the standings, if we take a look west from top to bottom, in first is Sacramento Republic on mm. 21 points. In second and third on 19 points, El Paso Locomotive and San Antonio FC, <laughs> respectively. Then in fourth on 17 points, San Diego Loyal. In fifth, Colorado Springs Switchbacks with 16 points. In sixth, Oakland Roots with 14 points. Monterey Bay in seventh with 13. Rising also on 13 points in eighth. Then outside of the playoffs in ninth is New Mexico United on 11 points from eight games. RGV on 11 points from nine games in 10th. Orange County sitting in 11th, Las Vegas Lights in 12th. Yeah. You know, uh, the other thing... Both of those on six points, I was going to say, those, those interesting... Yeah, it's kind of... pointed it's kinda, out it's kinda, Yeah, it's kind of crazy that... uh ri- Rising... Well, yes. Rising could... If they win these two matches, they essentially get the point total of either one of those teams that they've already had so far this season. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking... You know, I'm cheating on your screen, and I'm looking at the form of everything in the West. And I mean, really... Rising is on better form than Monterey really, Bay. Oakland Roots, last five form now. Colorado Springs switchbacks. Uh, Better form than San Diego Loyal. And they're on the same form at the moment, points over the last five, as San Antonio FC. I mean, mean, you know, you take out... This is the league. You, of course, take out very, very poor Open Cup showings and whatnot. But honestly, other than those top three... In the West, it's a the other teams are not trending super well, and that's reflected pretty squarely in the goal differential and the points. It's something where we keep on going back to it. You take six points from these matches. Yes, you don't want to have to look ahead to those other matches and you play them when it comes about, but like this can really be a catalyst for the stretch that you have. I, I don't I never subscribe to there's an easy win or there's a guaranteed loss. You have to take these one match at a time. And it's really true how something like this against teams that you should beat, go beat them and see where it folds. Max, I want an answer to this question as we're on our around the USL segment in a word, please. <clears throat> TMFJ, Trevor James, the manager of Detroit City FC, is he on the hot seat? Scalding. You think so? You think so? I'm intrigued now. They are very defensive of the manager in Detroit, which is always intriguing to me because they're a club that you saw the fan base for their club over league. Now it looks like it's James over club based on listening to some of them. I understand the challenges that they have. I will say this. Their club at the moment, in the nicest possible way, on the men's side, is playing like an embarrassment. Okay? I think it's as simple as that. Right? This is a team that's played 10 games. They won one. They have lost seven of their 10 games. Whenever, they are currently yeah. bottom of the entirety of USL championship. Whenever a club has has publicly backed a manager. Whether, it's the whether, fans, not the clubs. But, 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 no, no, no. I, no, I'm getting there. What I'm saying is whenever a club has backed a manager, whether it's publicly, whether it's written, whatever, it goes horribly. It goes absolutely down south immediately. When the fans back them, all I say is this. You know, keep another loss or two coming. The form that you have, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious if it holds up because I just don't think it will. That's a tough show, and I think especially knowing that they had a, a, a you know, a, yeah, a they spell. Got the no, they had a spell. They had a spell. No, because they had a goal here and there, and they, you know, but well, man, they, they, again, they beat a Nisa team, and then they lost to the MLS team. They drew in the no, but round. they were they were they were winning that match, and for you know, well, yeah, you, you they, kinda, they scored first, you kind of you kind of conceded because they're not good. Yes, what I'm saying is you can bottle all that for a second, but then reality hits, and boom, bing, bang, boom, here you go. You're, bad. You're bottom. You're bottom. You're bad. You're bad. Not the and yeah, not the good kind of bad. Like, dang, you bad, but like bad, you know. Yeah. Max trying to be down with the kids. No, but I think they are generally, uh, genuinely, a very poor team, and it can only. Uh, this is the intriguing bit for uh, me because they have a chance to kind of rescue themselves a little bit to give themselves a little bit of hope with a big game coming up on the weekend. They also have a chance that that could turn absolutely atrociously. They who are they playing Max on the weekend? You know. San Antonio FC at Keyword Stadium. Oh San Antonio gosh. coming off a 7-0 win away from home against Charleston Battery. Who are That's leading who the East. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, San Antonio put seven on the team that are top of the That's East. That's what I'm saying. San Antonio put seven away from on home. the team that are top of the East. So, away from home. So They if put I, seven, seven. 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 
I feel the need almost like, you know, you know, sometimes, well, you probably won't know this, but like back home where, when they have like the scores scrolling along there and you get yeah. a score like that, right? They type, they have obviously the score written in numbers yes. because of the fact that it's seven. They want to make it clear that it's not a typo. They then type in, you know, letters after it, seven typed out in letters because it's just, yes, this is real. I'm, I'm kind of with my, I mean, if they could get seven, but, no, they we could might be double humiliated. Well, honestly, the watch. This is gonna be like it's gonna be like a one nil like scrap I don't think or San Antonio will win. It'll be a lower yeah. number. I don't think. I think That's Detroit insane. are actually quite. Uh, I think Detroit are actually a uh, very good defensive team on yeah. time. They just can't score to save their lives. But I just, I, I just think that Detroit City, quite frankly, are. If you are patient from a Detroit perspective right now, you are burying your head in the sand as to where your club is. Never goes well. Your club is right now in the gutter. And I don't want to hear this stuff about, oh, it's always going to be tough. We're a smaller club. Okay, yes, but you play in a, you know, I'm sorry, you're a smaller club. You're playing in a league with FC Tulsa, Hartford Athletic, Miami FC. Um, Mad. Like, like there, there are small markets in this in this league there are small clubs in this league okay i understand you want to be patient i understand that they have a good connection with trevor james as the manager oh, at the same so time quite frankly they need a real introspective look at what is going wrong right now because this is dire okay did they overachieve last year maybe Maybe they did. Maybe they did. That's something as well that their fans will point to. Mm. We overachieved last year. They didn't really know what to expect mm. from us. Fine. Fine. I'll accept that. Yeah. But the poor showing this year <laughs> goes beyond. <laughs> goes beyond. Uh, okay? They're bad. Yeah. They're bad. Yeah. I mean... That's enough yeah. talking about Detroit City no, for now. No, no. Detroit well, City, Detroit City, dire. PHNX, die. Hard. Check us out at our Die Hard events, and it's not just open to Die Hard; it's open to the entire public. There, if Thank you, you for the Die Hards who are supporting us, appreciate you guys. Get your membership at the phnxlocker.com. Or, oh, and if you want to come to our events, and you know you Die Hards get a discount, we do have a pretty cool thing going on next Friday. That's going to be our Keeping It One Hundred. Golf tourney on May 26th. It's going to be a little week. scramble format, a little exclusive PHNX pins and aces polo at Dobson Ranch. Thank you to all of our Pre-game partners. Pre-game dollar beer night. Thank you to all our partners because, like I've said, man, all you guys, you hearing our partners out here, they're going to be providing us with literally free booze, free food, free snacks, free drinks, free water, free goodies, free giveaways, all this stuff. Purely just because they're supporting us and everything that's going on. So check us out. Get your ticket in the show notes on individual or for some. It's going to be freaking off the chain. And yes, to Owen's point, it is the pregame for Dollar Beer Night. It be, be like me. I'm going to get there. It's going to be in the morning. I'm going to drink a little bit through the av- in the morning, a little bit through the afternoon. His ad transitions might be tolerable. And then, well, I won't be able to drink during the game, but I will be up and at him. That's I'm gonna be, that. I'm going to go probably nine holes relatively sober yes progressively getting drunker yes. and just be absolutely shit canned by the time of the rising game shane's starts. gonna get so drunk he's gonna need captions yeah 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 no it's it's gonna be if a you see shane on time. dollar beer night buy the man a beer I, 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 I don't know if I'll he be won't need that. it, yeah. but you can buy <laughs> yeah. it for it. Yeah, I know. Devin's comment, Owen going to be the next Gareth Bale of golf. Who knows? I'm probably uh, probably going to sure be playing at Tory Pines. But on that note, make sure to check us out everywhere on Twitter at PHNX underscore. Yeah, no, more, no more trips to San Diego this no, year, Max. No, at PHNX underscore underscore rising on Twitter. What, what's that now? Did you guys drink all those beers? Max did, yeah. He's got a problem. Yeah, you push him down Well, I will not push him down because I also I don't want to litter the table. Also, it's the branding. You know, I like that. Can you t- do this? Of course. Sure uh, yeah, yeah, no, of course. Uh, 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 yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the man never drank a full piece <laughs> in his life. Uh, that, is, that is a lie. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow producer Shane at Shane Deef. Um, and until we catch you guys Wednesday at six, that's right, this week and next week, we're going Monday and Wednesday at six. Until we see you on Wednesday at 6, all I can say is be there on our Twitter or be square. Yeah, I don't know. I'll see you guys. (laughs)